All right, the hat is going backwards. Flipping the switch for Troublemaker Tuesday. It is a total battle royale in the markets. EV tax credits being lifted, maybe? And Amazon finally getting to drone delivery. Finally. Who I go, the people really want to know. Finally. Mm. I, I don't know. Finally, but it's finally, but it's a maybe. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. It's a finally, but it's a maybe. It's Troublemaker Tuesday, everybody. Yes. If you don't know what that means, it means it's the day we lean in and double down on innovation because all innovation let's face it is trouble for somebody come on <laughs> all innovation is trouble for somebody because look people defend what they have built and innovation by definition means doing things a different way so troublemaker yes. tuesdays we're going to focus on a couple things that um like look have innovation at the center of them just like i guess let's be honest that's kind of what we talk about every day right every yeah. day <laughs> every day hats are backwards that's our innovation for today <laughs> which isn't like, really an innovation th this is actually the day when my my kids love the most when the hat goes backwards oh. like, dad you were crazy today backwards hat day <laughs> i've been i've noticed that danielle has been saying when i come to the office she's a hat backwards already huh right yeah and today i said to her i was like i was born with my hat backwards that's right <laughs> it's like that's i was right. born ready I actually wait. i have a i have a one of my mentors in the automotive side of uh, in the retail side of the business he always was, was like i will never do business with a hat backwards guy and i was like this is gonna go wrong because <laughs> i'll throw that i've been throwing that hat backwards when it's necessary that's just getting in the way of minute. his business sense <laughs> of his business sense. So we had our hat backwards yesterday and pumped out a ton of video content about our trip to uh, Philly to get ready for the Asodu conference, uh, SodaCon conference, SodaCon conference. Um, so we're, we released it yesterday and we played it yesterday at the beginning of the thing. But if you go to our social media account on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, you can see the video. I'm sure we'll see it again, but it gives you a good front row seat look at the inside of the space, which is bananas. It's dope. Like it's really just, I, I cannot wait to kind of have the event takeover and just like, literally you'll feel like you're walking into this, like just all encompassing experience. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be really exciting. We had a ton of people, uh, sign up for our 24 hour first release, mm -hmm. uh, email. So if you go to asoducon.com, just know that if you sign up there, you're going to get a 24 hour head start on acquiring tickets. And what we know is we can only have 600 people there. And it looks like only 400 tickets based on all of our partnerships and people that are already engaged in it will actually be for sale. So that's not a lot when we're talking about a standalone conference, especially so if you're an industry in partner. Line. Right. Yes. Industry partner tickets will be even a bigger limitation. We did decide in the beginning we were talking about, can we even release industry partner tickets for sale at all? Right. And we were like, probably not. And then we were like, man, we have so many OGs, a Soto OGs who just aren't in a place where their company can sponsor or they're not attached with a company can sponsor. Right. So we are going to release an allocation because we got to give some love to the OGs. Um, and I'm going to say this right now. We didn't talk about this, but if you have the PO app, that we issued at the year-end extravaganza, oh. and you want a ticket, you are definitely going to get one, right? You have to buy it still, but you will definitely get an allocation. So if you have the POAP, which is the NFT we issued, so I mean, we're talking hardcore OGs, right? right? If yes. you have that, we'll allocate one for you if you want it, uh, but we're gonna have to put a time limit on it. So uh, we'll let you know more about that soon. Um, I don't know if you noticed, Kyle, but um, people in the financial world, <laughs> are a little bit escalated at the moment. 
I think I got like 20 messages yesterday that were all kind of like pants on you know, fire. Like if you if you <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> like between dumpster fire and like the eye emojis that just look this way, right? <laughs> it's like oh boy. <laughs> That's kind of the mood that 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 hit yesterday from a markets in general perspective. Across the board. It was unbelievable. And so we want to break it down just a little bit. We're not going to get too in the weeds. Just know on the front end, anything that we say or contribute right at this point is not financial advice. We are not financial <laughs> advisors. But we want to talk a little bit about what happened in the market yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, let's start with crypto. Um, because we talk about crypto all the time, right? You talk about it in the highs, you got to talk about it in the lows. Um, you know, people are starting to call us, uh, you know, we're heading to, into a crypto winter, right? And there was a big right. question like, will crypto be like a gold standard hedge against inflation? But what we're seeing right now is that the crypto market is following the general customer sen consumer sentiment around the general markets. Bitcoin dropped to under $21,000, which is way below its two-year high. Um, Ethereum dropped under $1,100 for a short period. It's up a little bit back over $1,200. Um, but, you know, remember Ethereum was capping out in the in the four to $5,000 range. So yes. we're talking about yeah. major market loss. The overall market, crypto markets lost $300 billion dollars in value. Can you believe that? A lot that of, is a lot unbelievable. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, if, if you're not exactly aware, obviously there was uh, a large amount of sell-off and, and there was a withdrawal from cryptocurrencies. It was like, okay, so there's an, there's an issue here. So there became like this massive uh, withdrawal from uh, some of the large crypto exchanges. And then what happened that really triggered a, a, a basically you see this kind of like slow downturn during the day and then a drop off uh, right around. I think it was like 10 or 11 Eastern. And um, one of uh, the major holding companies, uh, I think the name is Celsius. Celsius. Yep. Locked down withdrawals, which. So it, basically, give, give, give a little bit. So yeah. Celsius is where you can deposit crypto. Right. And then right. you can actually borrow against it. So yes. if I have, you know, ten thousand dollars in crypto, I can put it in Celsius's thing, right? And then I can borrow against that crypto, just like a home equity loan, right? It's a decentralized crypto, bank. Crypto yeah. is the asset. I'm borrowing against my own asset. But yes. when the mechanism hit that crypto drops so quickly and so fast that Celsius is like, we're pausing withdrawals. So you can't borrow against your own crypto. Your own crypto is fine, but obviously that doesn't necessarily invoke confidence so confidence the real question is what what is that going to do you know i mean we often talk about like people investing in in responsibly in cryptocurrency because it's new and anything's new and it's like hey try not to invest in anything you can't lose and if you can afford to lose it then you can afford to ride out the winter um so yep. i think we'll see really we're going to find out do people have confidence in crypto as a long-term play right just like when you bet in the stock market you're betting in the long-term play of the u.s economy so crypto is different, but we'll see what happens. Talking about the general uh, economy. So the general market has now entered bear market territory, which means it stayed below 20% from January session highs for a sustained period of time. So it's 20% down over sustained period, official bear market. You know, the question is like, is this, does this continue? Um, you know, does it lead to recession, which is close, um, has a different definition, right? Or, right. Yep. or do we hold here and start to rebuild? Well, Nobody and knows. and I think everybody is eyes up kind of the we linked up these three stories. Everyone is eyes on the Fed tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And the question is, originally, they had talked about a 50 basis point. So half a percent uh, interest rate hike. 
And now the the kind of like news in the air is it might be 75 basis points, which would be a, a um, three quarter point with three quarter point raise. Uh, and so, you know, just interesting because there there are actually a lot of people that are saying, hey, look, that the Fed actually could land this plane um, much more softly and not head into recession if that balance in interest rates if, if, if. and consumer demand all kind of match up. Uh, actually, it was interesting, specifically in Nashville today, um, the housing market is see, saw a 47% increase in just the available inventory Whoa. in the housing market, um, which is a pretty big deal because in Nashville- So instead of one house, now there's 1.4 houses available in bingo. Nashville. <laughs> yes, which is which is total, a big deal. Total inventory, yeah. Yeah, which is a big deal. Yeah, that's actually total inventory, um, which is a big deal because when you look at like consumer demand and the ability to purchase, it's saying like, hey, there's a lot, there's a little bit more inventory available, meaning you're going to see that like supply and demand start to balance. Um, and actually the report was, hey, this is actually a good thing. We're getting, we're not, it's not like it's, cool off you know, the 20%. Uh, increase in inventory. It's just enough inventory to balance demand. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're going to see that in, in, a, in multiple places. You know, we talked about like the targets and the Walmarts having this inventory on hand for certain consumer goods. Yep. Right. And I think that that like level balance. And so I'm, I'm interested to see what over the next three to four days, the markets do in response to uh, the interest rates. So just heads up and, and, the understanding just kind of like you don't have to be deep in the weeds on all this market stuff, but understanding what this does to consumer sentiment and the recognition of affordability or, you know, like cash on hand for a lot of people for sure. It's just being consumer changes like behavior. mentality. Yes. You know, the Wall Street Journal article that we linked up in the show notes, a quote from it two consumer surveys have also shown households expectations of future inflation have increased in recent days. And that data could alarm Fed officials because they believe such expectations can be self-fulfilling. So basically, consumer sentiment can actually make it happen, right? It's, right? it's really a perception thing. And once you start perceiving it, right, actually your behaviors change in a way that actually make it happen, if that makes any sense. So, I mean, our takeaway on this is, is very simple, right? It's affordability. We've been talking about it for the last six weeks. Affordability, 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 right? Having the right inventory that your consumer is looking for, the one that they can afford, that they're willing yes. to drive, they're willing to pay for. The people that have the right inventory, we're right back to that game, right? Having the right inventory. It's not having any inventory, especially with used cars. Having the right inventory is where we think focusing on that will be something you can control because you can't control yes. anything else that we just talked about. Bingo. Uh, I would also say, I'm, I'm just going to say this real quick because anytime you see like, and, and this happened in the height of COVID, it happened in the 08, 09 type recession. Anytime you see these like massive market swings or massive things that are hitting the news, it is important with your team within your business to be aware enough yet not overwhelmed by the news. And so making sure that your team is also approaching the news and the way that consumer sentiment is with a healthy appetite for knowledge without like going so deep where it's just like- It's enveloping. Woe is me, right? Don't right? get caught and up in the drama. Exactly. Right? Be aware like, of it. Don't Figure get out how to work with your team, your leadership team, your frontline people to make sure that the news is an awareness level that's healthy for your business going forward. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Well, let's yeah. talk about something else. So um, there was a letter 
signed by four major OEMs, GM, Ford, Stellantis, and Toyota, strongly urging Congress to lift the EV tax credit that has uh, been in place. So basically, they said to Congress, if you haven't aware, like uh, the U.S. offers a $4,500 incentive to anyone who purchases an EV, and they put a 200,000 unit cap on each manufacturer. So Tesla was the first one to yep. hit it, right? They sold 200,000, claimed for 200,000, $4,500 credits, and now they're done. No credit for them, right? And so as you know, as the manufacturers roll out EVs, you know they're all in different places in the race on when that credit rolls out, which obviously renders a different competitive advantage. So these four uh, manufacturers says, hey. We're investing over $170 billion in the EV market. So we're asking you to lift the credit to even out the playing field so that the the investments are all kind of have a fair stake and then give us a sunset date. Let us all know when the credit is going to end. Uh, This is really being propelled by the fact that, um, you know, people are looking at a potential Republican takeover of the House and the Senate meeting, more conservative financial policy. Um, You know, Representative Joe Manchin, you've heard his name before from Virginia. He said, hey, people are lining up to buy the product. So I don't know why we are incentivizing them to buy it already because they're already lined up. Agreed. Yeah, it's tough to just like rid rid the world of this policy, right? Rid the you U.S. Can't, of right. this policy. You can't just do that, right? Just overnight, but like having a clear sunset date so that we can. Because here's the other piece: is how can you me- really measure demand when you are curbing demand with incentives in a in an environment where the rest of it, you're just messing with it. You're just straight messing with it when the rest of society is under a supply chain issue, which is completely dictated by demand, yep. not by incentives. And so it is it is a weird situation for EVs to be in. And like, think about if you're investing that much money in something that is driven by incentive incentives instead of raw demand, Whoa. the question mark is, is the what demand happens? really there oh, man. for my investment? Let's not talk, about, let's not talk got- about the solar industry. See what happened there. Oh, <laughs> what's happening there? Going That's to get dicey one. on now, Troublemaker getting, Tuesdays right here. We're getting all macro financial policy today, Kyle. <laughs> Don't we look like a couple of financial guys just that you should financial be listening guy. to? Look at my suit. You I got it all tied up. to us today. Let me just say. So here's our takeaway for dealers, right? Don't count on the money. <laughs> it's obvious, right? Don't count right. on the money. But I think the indicator that we pull away from this is that we can definitely count on the demand. Yes, I agree. And so like this goes back to a lot of stuff we talk about. If you know the demand is there, you know the demand is going to be part of the future. Start to build the ecosystem that educates consumers. Well, and I would actually take it past. I would take it like one level deeper than demand. I would say count on interest. And that drives education, which then drives demand. Yes, yes. Right. Very good. And so count on interest. It's there. Educate. And and do your part in driving demand so that these investments pay off. Is it both AIDA? for you and the OEMs. AIDA was attention, interest, desire, action, right? There it is. So you're saying like, let's move up to interest. It's there. there it is. And you know, if you're listening to Kyle, you're putting coffee shops in every one of your stores right now. Just he's just he's just really making just so a play. I can come by. He's just making the play for when we do the the U.S. tour, the Asota <laughs> U.S. tour on the bus. He's got good coffee. I'm like, if you go. got a coffee shop, we're coming to you. I'm on to you. <laughs> I'm on to, yeah, right. Exactly. It's a prereq. Uh, final story today: Amazon is finally getting into the drone delivery, moving real packages through the air to consumers' so cool. houses. Probably, um, you know, Jeff Bezos 
famously talked about this in a 60 minute interview almost 10 years ago and now Amazon's ready to go. They've had some setbacks, right? They've had some crashes. They've had some issues where employees that said when they raised safety concerns, they were fired. But now it's like the final layer of approval, FAA approval, and they're gonna start delivering the town of Lockford, California. I didn't look at where that is. Do you know where Lockford, California is? I have no clue. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna do it right now. Lockford, California, (laughs) you know, it's naturally it's happening in California. It's probably a little bit off the grid, but that's okay. I do think that it's outside of San Francisco. Okay. So, naturally. Oh, that's Stockton. Ah, it auto corrected me. Str- t- trouble typing. They're oh, like, oh, this oh. is, this, this like, city no actually one, doesn't. Yeah. Exist. They're like, oh. <laughs> they're like, no one, no one. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> How long? That'd be so good. We're about to out them. Nope. It's an actual place. Uh, there it is. Uh, uh, let's see. Outside of San Francisco, Oakland. It is near Stockton. Okay. Oh, so okay. Th- it was got close. me close. Between kind of like uh, a little bit between Sacramento and San Francisco, which makes sense. There's a little bit more green space around that one. Right. So they're yeah. going to start delivering packages. They didn't say, they said thousands of packages will be available. Um, they don't know what, and they don't know how many, and they're not saying which types of things, but I'm assuming it's going to be small, light things. Right. right. Yeah. I think, I think it was like 10 pounds or less or something like that was, but I mean, yeah, you got to have that dialed in. Cause you drop a 10 pound basket from <laughs> out of the sky. Like, Woo. That'll hurt. That'll, that'll leave a mark. Right. Wherever it is. So uh, I'm intrigued. I think it's pushing the boundaries and I, I'm going to say this. I think it's actually, it, it may not be the end all be all solution, but I think it may open up like some innovation on the other side of Always. it. Um, oh, interesting. So, yeah, I, I think I don't know what that is. I'm just saying I think that like hundreds of drones flying around a city probably isn't practical, but some level of, you know, like like ability to deliver packages with more technology is going to be the output of well, this. Well, imagine so, you deploy yeah. here. Dream with me for a second, Kyle. It's like a drone launching truck that drives into a neighborhood and then right. Bzzz, and they yeah, all because deploy, in my neighborhood, like it takes the guy. Yeah, it takes the guy a solid fifteen minutes to get all of the packages in that neighborhood. You know, if they so. do that, I'm going to be upset because you heard it here first. They're probably already building it. <laughs> they already got it. But that would be awesome. <laughs> like I drive the drone deployment truck. Well, that if there was ever an autonomous vehicle, just let's let's just face it. It's gonna it's gonna be a thing. But I was thinking from an automotive standpoint, right? Like imagine like those times when you're fixing your car. Well, when I was younger, I always, I always tried to fix my own car and I didn't know how to do it, but there's always- And like you're like holding part, something together. you need a part. <laughs> and it was usually like, where's that reflective muffler tape was usually the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Cause that's how my cars were held together. But I'm even thinking like dealerships and stuff like, you know, different filters and key fobs and little pieces. That'd be pretty handy if you can get that in under 30 minutes via drone. And if you have a dealership, you have the space to land it, right? Just make a little okay. spot to land it. So I don't know. That's what we're talking about today. There's definitely a lot of trouble on this Tuesday. But the bottom line is we're walking into a day where we get to decide to make our own trouble. Whatever your environment is. Kyle said, don't get into the drama. He's right. Know about it. Don't get into it. Because there's a lot of innovation to be had. There's a lot of trouble to be made. And there's a lot of people to serve. You watching this, we're alive. We're awake. What else can we ask for? Let's go do it. Let's go do it.